Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Tonight kicks off the 100th regular season of National Football League action. You get it in the form of the NFL's oldest rivalry, Green Bay against Chicago. There is a twist, a role reversal of sorts compared to recent vintage of this matchup. All right, there's Aaron Rodgers behind center for Green Bay. Oh, I remember that Mitch Trubisky guy from UNC. More is expected of him as the Bears starting quarterback. Oh yeah, there's Matt Nagy. He did really well last year as a first time NFL head coach. He even won a bunch of those NFL Coach of the Year awards. The Bears were 12 and four. They expect to be a playoff team again in year two under Matt Nagy. And then your brain may turn to, if it is like mine, hey, where's Mike McCarthy? Isn't he always there on the Green Bay sideline? Wait a minute. It's like Curly Lambeau, Bart Starr, Brett Favre. I mean, there's all these Packers things. And Mike McCarthy for a long time has been one of them. He is no more in that capacity. A guy named Matt LaFleur hopes to be this year's version of what Matt Nagy was, 12 and four with the Bears last year as that first timer. The National Football League offers us, among its 32 franchises, eight new coaches. They are not all new to being head coaches, but all eight are new to their current franchises. We will have an NFL question of the day that allows for your expertise, your pearls of wisdom, your prognostication skills. Which of those eight new guys has the best chance to have a great season the way Matt Nagy of the Bears did a year ago. If you needed a reminder, some of these pictures are more promising than others. Of course, Matt LaFleur of the Packers is one of the possible answers to this question of the day. Brian Flores is the Miami Dolphins' first-year head coach. He's new to head coaching. Vic Fangio of the Denver Broncos, first-time NFL head coach. Freddie Kitchens, remember, is not new to the Browns but he has never been an NFL head coach before. And it's weird to say this, but the Cleveland Browns are actually one of eight NFL Vegas favorites. When is the last time you said that about the Cleveland Browns of the NFL? They have made one playoff trip in the last quarter century, the Cleveland Browns. And yet Vegas has them not up there in Patriots, Chiefs, Saints, Eagles land, but among the eight best bets to make the playoffs one more time. Will Freddie Kitchens get that done with the Browns? Zach Taylor is a brand-new NFL head coach with the Bengals. Cliff Kingsbury, of course, famously with the Arizona Cardinals. A couple of other guys have been there before but are new to their current teams. Adam Gase, first-year head coach of the Jets. Bruce Arians, formerly of Arizona, the first-year head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, residents of the NFC South, making them neighbors of your Carolina Panthers. We have to wait until Sunday afternoon to see the Panthers host the LA Rams. It is a full week one of the NFL's 100th season. You can jump in on that NFL question of the day a little bit later. Which of those eight first-year head coaches 
has the best chance of making the right kind of splash. Matt Nagy back on the sidelines tonight with the Bears turned out to be a right answer to that question one year ago at this time. We have a lot of other things going on besides the launch of the NFL season. College football's week two is almost here. A handful of games tomorrow night, a whole slew of games on Saturday, of course. It is hurricane season. And I say that with a smile on my face in one sense and concern in another way. The Glenn family has been impacted by Hurricane Dorian, not in as big a ways as many of you to our east as we come at you on our syndicated statewide platform. It's probably more of a shrug of the shoulders if you live in Asheville or Boone, two lovely towns and cities in the mountains of North Carolina. Probably not a big deal if you're in the Queen City of Charlotte or maybe out there in Sports Hub territory in the triad part of our listening audience. It gets more interesting and more dangerous as you head west to east, of course. In the Glenn family's case, all that was canceled or postponed Avery, my daughter, was supposed to visit UNC Wilmington today. And since the Seahawks canceled their classes, I think it was all week long in anticipation of Hurricane Dorian, Avery had to cancel one of her many scheduled college visits. No big deal. Anthony has no classes tomorrow at ECU. That's probably the source of partying and celebration, given Anthony a straight-A student for the record last semester in Greenville. I have a feeling that he is not too disappointed at having no classes tomorrow. I think last classes are at 3 o'clock this afternoon as Greenville is also kind of in that lockdown mode with Hurricane Dorian on the way. In case you hadn't heard, no, we will not turn into weathermen today for you. You get plenty of that elsewhere. But a hurricane warning is in effect for the entirety of the North Carolina coast. Power outages are likely Flooding is possible, as much as six inches of rain, 100-plus mile-per-hour winds, what was a Category 5 hurricane in the Bahamas, and that is an ugly number by hurricane standards. It is down to a Category 2, but do not make any false assumptions about your safety. Dorian is arriving today, and I say it's hurricane season for the broader sense. Hurricane Dorian, beyond the sports headlines, the Carolina Hurricanes had their annual media day yesterday. Yes, indeed, hockey is back. Justin Williams has stepped away from that sport as last year's captain of your Carolina Hurricanes, who are more fun to talk about now that they were a playoff team once again last year after a long and ugly drought. So it's Carolina Hurricanes season. It's Hurricane Dorian season. And, oh, by the way, the Miami Hurricanes hope to storm Keenan Stadium on Saturday night against the North Carolina Tar Heels in one of the more compelling college football games of the weekend, at least when you get past the national must-see TV matchups that include Texas A&M, number 12 in the rankings, visiting number one Clemson, and number six LSU taking on number nine Texas. Those two are huge on the national college football scene. Closer to home, Miami at UNC. A&T visits Duke. Charlotte and App State are two of the seven FBS teams here in our statewide audience, and they play each other head-to-head -head this weekend in college football action. The Dodgers are clearly one of the best teams in Major League Baseball and have been all season. Last night, they set the all-time National League home run record. A little baseball for you today. A little U.S. Open where they are down to the final four at our national championship in the men's singles and women's singles competition. No more Djokovic, no more Federer. 
but two goats remain. Serena Williams, one of the semifinalists on the women's side, she, remember, turns 38 years old later this month, so who knows how many more of these we have to enjoy. Rafael Nadal, a GOAT candidate with his 18 Grand Slam singles titles, two behind the all-time leader, Roger Federer. Nadal is 33 years old and the one GOAT left standing in those men's semifinals. A little tennis, a little baseball, a little hockey, a lot of football. We'll get to as much of it as we can with your help. Question of the day, which of the eight new guys, meaning first-year NFL head coaches, has the best chance to make a Matt Nagy-style impression? Last year's rookie was 12-4 and with the Bears and the NFL Coach of the Year. He will lead those Bears into his second campaign tonight against the Green Bay Packers in the opener. NBC has the call. The 100th, 100th NFL season is upon us. A little tidbit or two about NFL viewership. That has been down at times in recent years. It's been controversial at times in recent years. Some have attempted to attach it to the kneeling Issues that the NFL has been dealing with in recent years as well. I have some numbers that may surprise you on the other side. It is also not only football month. It is, did you know, Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Somebody from the sports world who has done as much as anyone as I know, anyone I know, in that battle against pediatric cancer. Dick Vitale, the legendary college basketball broadcaster from ESPN. He recently had a pediatric cancer fund named after him and his wife, Lorraine, by the folks at the V Foundation. That was created back in the early 90s, remember? The legend of Jimmy V lives on in the fight against cancer as we speak. Dick Vitale was a good friend of Jim Valvano. He has worked his tail off for more than a quarter century in the broader fight against cancer, but he has in particular taken up the fight against pediatric cancer. Only 4% of federal money spent on cancer research goes to pediatric cancer research. The kids. I've done shows from children's hospitals. There is no greater jolt I have ever had as a broadcaster than meeting some of the young people and their families who have life-threatening illnesses, sometimes pediatric cancer. It is unmistakably sad when you're in those pictures. There are sometimes wonderful stories of recovery, but there are tear-jerking sad stories when those families hear those four words that nobody ever wants to hear, your child has cancer. Dick Vitale will join us today. He was at the U.S. Open last night. He loves the Major League Baseball ranks, his Tampa Bay Rays and otherwise. Of course, he's looking forward to two months from today. He'll be on the call for his next college basketball season, and he is 80 years old but still going strong. We'll talk life, sports, pediatric cancer, and the new Vital wing or branch of the Jimmy V Foundation, 1-800-849-2761. Dick Vital will join us in our second hour. David Cutcliffe of Duke will join us in our third hour. Damian Lewis, who played for almost a decade in the NFL, former member of the Miami Hurricanes at the college level, among others, the Carolina Panthers at the pro level. Damian Lewis on the NFL, David Cutcliffe on life, sports, football, and his Blue Devils, Dick Vital on a whole variety of things in and beyond the sports world. Those guys are later. Your calls are now 1-800-849-2761. We'll talk hurricanes of at least three different varieties along with the baseball, tennis, 
hockey, and of course, football headlines of the day. I will give you a short version of the storylines that intrigue me most as the NFL's 100th season is upon us. As we welcome your calls, which rookie head coach has the best chance of making a Chicago Bears Matt Nagy-style splash here in their year one. Packers at Bears tonight. Your phone calls and my thoughts on those football matters and other things. We're glad you're with us. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you and really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to NFL Day. Tonight kicks off the 100th edition of that league's regular season. It'll be the Packers at the Bears. And that matchup is kind of symbolic of a couple of the things on my mind. As we look forward to Dickie V on life, sports, basketball, and the fight against pediatric cancer. He'll be next hour. David Cutcliffe of Duke on life, sports, football, and his Blue Devils. We're also going to have Damian Lewis as our NFL guest of the day, former Panther, former Miami Hurricane. You can chime in with your answer to our question of the day. I ask some of these rhetorically, and I will give you some of the NFL viewership numbers that I believe will knock your socks off. I'll give you that momentarily. Intern Sam, representing the University of North Carolina, will be the first voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. Some of these questions I ask rhetorically as we have to wait until Sunday to see the Panthers host the Rams, but tonight Tonight, it gets rolling officially, regular season style. Packers at the Bears, 820 or so on NBC. Are the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys playoff teams? And if not, will Ron Rivera and Jason Garrett be able to keep their jobs? That's just one thing I'm keeping an eye on. Because I'm a Philly guy and I have supported and admired and respected and even cheered for him after his time in the city of brotherly love, where he did a lot of great things but never won the Super Bowl. Will Andy Reid, who has had an amazing track record overall in both Philly and Kansas City, will he finally break through for that Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs this year? If you hadn't looked, the Vegas favorite right now at most sports books is Kansas City. Odds roughly in the 6-1 to one range. The Patriots are kind of right there with the Chiefs. Will Andy Reid get the elusive Super Bowl ring? Another point to ponder on the bullet points, the talking points, heading into tonight's opener between the Packers and the Bears. One more. Are the Cleveland Browns for real? They're considered among the favorites. They've only made the playoffs once in the last quarter century. They certainly have the personnel to suggest we should take them very seriously. It's just weird to see them in these conversations, and there are certainly plenty of doubters, as Freddie Kitchens is one of those eight brand-new head coaches in the NFL. Most of those guys, again, first-timers as NFL head coaches. Closer to tonight's matchup are these questions. Which of the eight new NFL head coaches, and this is not rhetorical, you can jump in and answer if you like, which of the eight new guys will have the biggest immediate impact? Why do I ask that? Well, last year, Matt Nagy was among the new guys with the Chicago Bears. They went 12-4. and four. What did you know about Matt Nagy 12 months ago? Well, what you eventually found out was that he knows what he's doing. The Bears went 12-4. and four. They did it without 
high-level quarterback play. Mitch Trubisky has been good, the former UNC star, but he is not one of these players where the Patriots lean heavily on Tom Brady. The Chiefs lean heavily on Patrick Mahomes. The Saints, yet another preseason favorite, lean heavily on Drew Brees. The Panthers lean heavily on Cam Newton when he's healthy, right? The, the Chargers lean heavily on veteran Phillip Rivers. If you looked at the 10 preseason candidates for the best shots at winning the Super Bowl in the eyes of Vegas, the majority of them have experienced, polished veteran quarterbacks that they lean heavily on. The Bears are built differently. And one of my questions that does relate to tonight's game as well, on the coaching side, if you want in, which of the eight new head coaches has the best chance to be what Matt Nagy of the Bears was last year? Matt LaFleur is the first-year head coach of the Packers, so he's technically a potential answer to the question. Bruce Arians in Tampa, Adam Gase with the Jets, Brian Flores with the Dolphins, Vic Fangio with the Broncos, Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens with the Browns, Zach Taylor with the Bengals, Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals. Those are your eight candidates. You can give us your answer at 1-800-849-2761. The other question that comes to mind as I think about Packers at Bears tonight can the young quarterbacks on well-built, well-constructed teams that are not led in a quarterback-first kind of way, can those young QBs take their teams to the next level? The former UNC star, Mitch Trubisky, is one of the guys in the center of that question. He's not the only one. Carson Wentz of my Philadelphia Eagles, remember it was not he who led the Eagles to that Super Bowl title, it was his backup that led the Eagles to that Super Bowl title. Carson Wentz is in those crosshairs in Philly. Mitch Trubisky starting tonight as the Bears host the Packers as, again, Chicago, one of the eight Vegas favorites this year. He's not the only one, but the Bears are well-constructed elsewhere on that depth chart. The Eagles are well-constructed beyond quarterback on the depth chart. Those young quarterbacks are among the handful where their teams need them to be even better or, in one case, even healthier for them to take that next step and maybe make a run at a Super Bowl or, in the Eagles' case, another Super Bowl. 1-800-849-2761. As I come to your calls, NFL questions of the day and otherwise, the one numbers thing that I promised. Three great guests later, your calls now. NFL viewership has been in the conversation a lot in recent years, in part because those who didn't like Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reid and others kneeling during the presence of the national anthem and the American flag wanted to make it a narrative where that controversy, bolstered by angry and sometimes ignorant, divisive, polarizing comments all the way from the top, meaning the United States presidency, sometimes they wanted to connect those dots and say that the NFL is down, like it's struggling because of this controversy, turning people off, alienating people, getting away from the game itself. One quick reminder, as Packers at Bears is the first game that we have to enjoy in this 100th NFL season. Think of any other really, really big event in the sports viewing universe. Think of an NBA championship series game. Think of a World Series baseball game. I don't mean a regular season routine run-of-the-mill thing. I mean the best of the best. Think of in the college basketball context, since we're here, the center of the college basketball universe, think of a Final Four type game. I've studied and written a lot about 
TV ratings in sports and in America more generally beyond the sports world. One number to remind you of the mega power of the National Football League as the there's no doubt about it most popular sport that our country has to offer. Whatever you think of declining ratings, whatever you thought of this or that controversy, if you don't understand the bottom line that the NFL remains this behemoth with game one tonight, you're going to see these numbers again this year. Thursday night games tend to get even better ratings. An average NFL game in the regular season, ready for this number, gets about 16 million viewers. Now, that is not the highest in the history of the NFL, but it is not crazy far from the higher numbers in modern NFL history. So think of it. This is a routine game, 16 million viewers. A routine, regular season NFL game gets 16 million viewers. Do you know what a typical NBA championship series game gets in terms of TV eyeballs? Roughly the same. Do you know what the World Series gets? The be-all, end-all of the Major League Baseball universe. If you're ever going to watch, you're going to watch the World Series. Do you know what it gets? Again, there are some numbers higher. A game seven, a compelling matchup, whatever. There are numbers lower and numbers higher. The NFL's routine, run-of-the-mill, regular season game gets 16 million viewers. A routine or typical World Series game gets about that same number. The Final Four in college basketball routinely gets about 16 million viewers. So it is the be-all, end-all of the college basketball world, and that's what you get. That's your peak. You might get more for the title game, but a Final Four matchup, round numbers, 16 million. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But a reasonable expectation. 16 million are going to tune in for that Final Four college basketball game. Roughly 16 million for that NBA championship series game. Roughly 16 million for that typical World Series game. The be-all, end-all of those sports. For hockey fans, and I am one, the routine number there is like 5 or 6 million. So... A run-of-the-mill NFL regular season, regular season game is getting more than three times the number of viewers as the be-all, end-all, peak of the sport. No higher place to go, Stanley Cup Championship Series game. That's what the NFL is. The NFL's run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road product is generating what the be-all, end-all events in America's other most popular sports is gener- are generating. That's a whopper, folks. And let me add one more thing as we welcome your calls on my NFL questions of the day. Will Andy Reid get that elusive Super Bowl ring with the Kansas City Chiefs? Are the Cleveland Browns for real? And with the Packers at the Bears in mind tonight, what young quarterback is ready to take his otherwise well-built team to the next level? Is it going to be Mitch Trubisky with the Bears? Is it going to be Carson Wentz with the Eagles? Is it going to be somebody else? And when it comes to these eight new coaches, which of the eight, will have the biggest immediate impact. Could it be Matt LaFleur in Green Bay starting tonight? In the spirit of what Matt Nagy did for the Bears last year in his first season, you can chime in on any of those questions at 1-800-849-2761. As you try to digest the typical routine 
humdrum run-of-the-mill NFL regular season game is getting an average of 16 million viewers. And that average is the peak, almost. It is, it is very similar to the typical NBA Finals game, the typical World Series game, the typical Final Four game. Keep this in mind. If you want to watch an NBA Finals game, what is it usually on? ABC, right? Who has access to that? The whole country. There's 120 million TV households in the United States of America. ABC is not even a cable channel, right? So, so I don't know the exact number, but everybody has access to that NBA championship series game. You don't have to have a cable package. 120 million American TV households have access to that game. As you try to digest, the run-of-the-mill NFL regular season game gets as much and often more than these World Series baseball games, these NBA championship series games, these NCAA Final Four games. It is actually even more impressive than those round numbers. Those NBA Finals games are available to everybody. The average routine run-of-the-mill, not tonight, Bears at Packers is your national Thursday night game of the week. That's different. It's an exclusive window on NBC. You don't have competition, right? Not from other NFL games, the way you do on a Sunday at 1 or a Sunday at 4. Those NFL numbers, 16 million per game on average, they come despite the fact that the whole country does not have access to most of these NFL games. Think about it. On Monday night, yes, if you're a cable subscriber on e- that's nowadays an ESPN product, well, yeah. So most of the country has access to those games on Monday night. It'll be a doubleheader this coming Monday night. But on Sundays, we're all carved up. I mean, unless you get the special package where all of the games are available to you, the -the run-of-the-mill American household has games chosen for it. The NFL is generating those 16 million per regular season game numbers with the majority of those games being available only in chunks of the country. We get Panthers games, but somebody out west is only getting a few Panthers games. With those restrictions, which remember, those, those are not holding down Final Four numbers. They're not holding down World Series numbers. They're not holding down NBA Championship Series numbers or Stanley Cup Final numbers. Those games are all available to everybody, at least if you are a cable subscriber for some cases or you just have a TV and an antenna when it comes to those ABC games on, and the NBA Finals. Folks, those numbers are like dragon-esque, King Kong-esque. The NFL is the beast at the top of the building in New York City, cradling the beautiful woman in his arm while waving down and looking at the little leagues called the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and certainly anything that college has to offer. College football is better, by the way. College football's biggest numbers are actually second only to the NFL's biggest numbers. Y'all have heard it many times. The 50 most watched programs in any given year beyond sports in American society are usually 40-plus football games and then a smattering of other things. 
Sometimes it's a really popular sitcom finale. Sometimes it's an Olympics event or, or another sports program that doesn't come along all that often. 40-plus out of the top 50 every year are NFL games. When your run-of-the-mill game gets 16 million people on average, folks, you, you are so far and away above everybody and everything else in American sports and in American television that sometimes the critics don't understand their, their true ignorance. Not stupidity. Ignorance means not knowing. The facts are all there. Bears at pa- or Packers at Bears tonight kicking off the 100th, 100th NFL season comes at a time where the NFL is in basically as good a position as it has ever been as a financial product in the history of a century-old league. 1-800-849-2761. John and Matt and others want in by phone. You can jump in on any of our NFL questions of the day. Packers at Bears tonight, 820 NBC. This is the NFL's oldest rivalry, but there's a lot of role, of role reversal this time. More on that matchup with your calls. Dick Vitale next hour. Damian Lewis on the NFL. David Cutcliffe from the Duke Blue Devils. Your calls are next. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Rob Schneider joining us on the David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? That's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> like you see that building over there in a couple of months? There's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are talking football. College football week two starts tomorrow night. NFL week one starts tonight. Packers at Bears. We have a bunch of questions. We're answering our own and asking for your input. All three guests are later. David Cutcliffe of Duke on life sports football and his Blue Devils. Damian Lewis, longtime NFL player, former Miami Hurricane star, will drop by next hour to talk NFL, including Packers at Bears tonight. Dick Vitale. Legend of college basketball broadcasting, also a legend in my eyes in the fight against pediatric cancer. It is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. We'll talk tennis. He was at the U.S. Open last night. Uh, Baseball, he loves his Tampa Bay Rays. College hoops, he is back on the airwaves two months from today. College basketball really ramps up. Your phone calls in the meantime on the NFL, college football, and other things. As we keep an eye on hurricanes, plural, Dorian is arriving today on the coast of Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes had their annual media day to ramp up hockey season yesterday. And the Miami Hurricanes hope to storm Keenan Stadium on Saturday night against the Tar Heels. Appreciate Mac Brown of UNC and Manny Diaz of UM for dropping by a little bit earlier this week. John, Matt, Brian, and others want in on one of our questions of the day will Andy Reid finally get that elusive Super Bowl ring the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs has done just about everything else there is to do as an NFL head coach in Philly and now KC the Chiefs are the Vegas favorite along with the Patriots to win it all this year that's one of my storylines as the 100th NFL season kicks off tonight which of the eight new head coaches will have the biggest immediate impact? Tonight, you get your first look at Matt LaFleur. He's the new guy. No more Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. The role reversal that I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, the legendary Packers quarterback, has beaten the rival Chicago Bears 16 of the last 21 times that he has started against them. 
That's what we're used to thinking of. Green Bay over Chicago in recent years. Last year changed that. Bears went 12-4. and Bears won the big game at the end of the year with seasons hanging in the balance. Mitch Trubisky is one of the possible answers to another question. What young quarterback on otherwise well-built teams is going to take his team to the next level. Bears need that from the former UNC star Trubisky. Eagles need that from the often injured Carson Wentz. They're well-built otherwise. When you watch the Bears tonight, you'll see stability virtually everywhere you look. They need better quarterback play to make it a truly well-rounded team. Are the Cleveland Browns for real? It's hard to believe that given only one playoff appearance in the last 25 years, but Vegas has the Browns as one of the top eight teams in the preseason prognostications. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let's go to Matt in Greensboro. He has a first-year head coach on his mind. And, in fact, if I had to pick the guy most likely to make a difference, I would pick the same guy that Matt is picking. Welcome to the program, man. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. Um, yeah, I don't know if it is the best situation that he is the best coach. I don't do one to uh to take over a team, you know, I think he's the only one that has head coaching experience in the NFL, and uh, he has that proven track record that, uh, you know, he took that Cardinals team from 5-11 and 11 to, I think, 10-6 in the Super Yeah, Bruce Arians, by the way, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if he's going to make a huge difference in year one. He's in a tough division, right? The Saints are expected to be one of the best teams in the entire NFL. The Panthers, to me, look like a playoff team, an above-average NFL team. The Falcons have made the playoffs two of four years with Dan Quinn as their head coach. And the Buccaneers have been kind of the stepchild of that division, right? Well, in the longer run, if I were, you know, Ron Rivera or Marty Herney or the owner David Tepper, I wanted to see the Buccaneers continue to struggle with Jameis Winston as their quarterback and with whomever was their head coach. Well, now a guy who's been there done that is the head coach. And, of course, they're about to make a decision about Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians, of of the eight new guys, there are only two who have been head coaches before. Adam Gase, now of the Jets, has been a head coach before. But the other six are brand new to the head coaching position, at least at the NFL level. Bruce Arians has won like 50 of his 80 games as a head coach. If you're 50 and 30... Whatever that percentage is well over 60%, right? Keep in mind, Jason Garrett has not won 60% of his games as an NFL head coach. Uh, A guy like Ron Rivera has not won 60% of his games as an NFL head coach. These guys have been around a long time. Now, they'd have above 500 records, but Bruce Arians percentage-wise is more in that, like, Sean Payton 60-plus percent range. Uh, Nobody's up there with Belichick, but even he has a career-winning percentage in the regular season of 68%. If you're over 60% for your career, you're doing a heck of a job. And that applies to Belichick. It applies to Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. It applies to Sean Payton in New Orleans. It does apply to Andy Reid when you combine Philly and Kansas City. And that might be the list I guess Doug Peterson hasn't been around long in Philly. He's on that list as well. Uh, Sean McVay, but only a couple years in. You know, he's won like 75% of his games so far with the Rams. But it is not an overwhelming list, and it's a reflection that Bruce Arians is not your 
just typical hire, taking a chance, taking a flyer on somebody who's new to this this level of the game. 1-800-849-2761. Brian is in Greenville, North Carolina, and next up on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? Do- doing great. Um, I was thinking about the NFL ratings you were talking about, and I thought a heavy part of that has to be that it's not watered down like a lot of the other leagues. There's very few games, and they all matter. Yeah. And they got the best day. They put pick Sunday, 1 o'clock. So, coast to coast, everybody's watching, everybody's up and ready. And yeah. most people have the day off, you know, more than other days. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that. Obviously, it's it's a multi-layered cake, right? It's the rising popularity of football. Like, for, for example, some of the things that you just said – also applied to football in the 1960s and the 1970s and the 1980s, right? But football was not yet the American pastime. So it's partly, yeah, there's an advantage to having sort of less inventory. People are more jacked up about each game than you could possibly be for a 162-game marathon of a baseball regular season, for example. So it's, it's a lot of things. But those numbers that I gave earlier this hour were striking to me. Everybody knows that the structure of football is going to lead to higher viewership numbers per game. But when you get to the point where the routine, run-of-the-mill NFL regular season game is getting 16 million viewers on average, and that's similar to the average for a World Series game in baseball, an NBA championship series game in the NBA, a Final Four game in college hoops, man. What you just said explains a little chunk of that disparity, but that is a night and day when when your average product is as good as what other sports the best they have to offer what they draw on TV you know a, a one series in a year it's, there's only one world series there's only one NBA championship series so just like you're saying Sunday is unique and the NBA attacks Sunday and nowadays Thursday nights and Monday nights as well and and yeah I agree that's a huge part of why their business model is a success but when you're cranking out 16 million you know humdrum style like oh just another 16 million on average and, and that is the expectation level for the very best in other sports that that shows that you're not only the most popular sport, it shows that the, there's a Grand Canyon between you and everybody else. 1-800-849-2761. And you just explained one aspect of why there's a Grand Canyon-sized gap. The popularity of football. People just love watching it on TV. The convenience, the, the, the lesser frequency that you're describing also matters. But, again, some of that it was in play in my childhood, and the NFL was not yet the monster that it has become. 1-800-849-2761. Dick Vitale, next hour. Damian Lewis on the NFL, next hour. David Cutcliffe on life sports, football, and his Blue Devils. That'll be third hour. More of your calls on the NFL on the other side. John in Raleigh wants in on a young quarterback who can make a difference in the NFL this year. Packers at Bears get things rolling tonight. On the 100th NFL season, we have a lot of other tasty treats awaiting us on Sunday and Monday, including the L.A. Rams, one of the preseason favorites in the NFC once more, visiting your Carolina Panthers, whom I view as a playoff team, but whom most view as really just one of those run-of-the-mill, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 9-7 and seven type teams. At least that's the consensus in Vegas and most of the NFL commentary that I have seen so far. 1-800-849-2761. If the Carolina Panthers and Dallas Cowboys are playoff teams, 
their coaches get to keep their jobs. If they are not, would either Ron Rivera or Jason Garrett get to keep his? More on those stories with more of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Back Brown of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We have more drama in the NFL as season number 100 gets underway tonight with the Packers at the Bears on NBC. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, as we come back to your calls on all things football, insanely high TV ratings. The 100th NFL season, rookie head coaches, including tonight Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers. Last year's rookie head coaching superstar, Matt Nagy, will be on the Chicago sidelines, of course. College football week two is almost upon us. Antonio Brown and the Raiders general manager, Mike Mayock, got into an exchange yesterday. And according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, the team is now planning to suspend their star wide receiver. A confrontation stemmed from Brown's Instagram post yesterday where he displayed a letter from Mayock that detailed about $54,000 in fines for missing time during training camp. Now, remember to Antonio Brown, $54,000 is something like $54 to most of us. So, like, it matters, but it's probably something that you could get past pretty quickly. Apparently not for A.B. He chose to make it public. Mike Mayock has decided there are consequences for such things. More on that story after more of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. John, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, how's it going, dude? Doing great, man. Who's on your mind? Um, yeah, well, just speaking to what you mentioned there with A.B. and Le'Veon Bell, it's like I've never seen the Pittsburgh Steelers more quiet in my life <laughs> yeah. in the offseason. It's just unreal. We'll see if that's a good uh -huh. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they've been super under the radar. Um, but uh, I'm a Giants fan in Raleigh. But, uh, you know, it, it, I just want to get your take on it. Like, I, uh, you know, been a longtime Giants fan. And, you know, I'm, I've been tired of Eli probably for about four or five years now. Yeah. And he's never had a backup that really, you know, that pushed him for the job, yeah. you know. And, and I'm just – and Daniel Jones, I was the first to be like, hey, you know, I, who is this guy? Why did we pick him so quick? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Hey, the, the, I'm up against the clock, but the former Duke star is one of the stars of the NFL preseason. There's no doubt about that. If I'm the Giants, I still start Eli to start the season, but everything is fair game after that. More on that answer after this. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports, who we'll, we'll passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show.